Hello and welcome to the Surface Tension Podcast. My name is Alex. My co-host over here is Craig. We are going to be exploring deep questions and looking for deep answers to spiritual questions and questions about life in general. We're happy to have you here. And here we go. Hi, welcome to our short podcast, Extra Time. I don't know what we're going to call this. Overtime, you know? bonus. Over, yes. <laughs> um, we we have so much fruitful conversation sometimes when we stop the recording. And uh, one of the things that we, in our last podcast, we just started talking about the word for the year, that concept for the year. And I'm like, man, we didn't really give people kind of some tools or ways to think through that. Maybe we should kind of do a short one. And you're like, brilliant. I, I love your affirmation. And so here we are, just short, quick little podcast exploring this. If you wanted to do a word for the year, we talked about presence and that was my word for the year for the last two years. Um, but what if what if your word's different? What if my word's different this year? What if someone else's word's different? Although there was some really good, rich conversation that God gave us in the last podcast. What do people do? How do they find a word for the year? Alex? <laughs> I have mine. You do? I sort of do. And it just kind of came to me. Yeah. But I had thought about this, not in the deliberate question of what's my word for the year. Yeah. This is more of just, I don't know. I think I was cleaning my house and the movement that happened was this year I need to share relentless optimism with mm. those mm. around me because it's so easy to feel mm. crushed. There's, gosh, look anywhere and yes. you can find reasons to be negative or yeah. have a bleak outlook. And so... how? Did, and now back it up. I love it. First of all, I love it. Relentless optimism. That's fantastic. But if you back it up, how did you get there? How did you get to that message? What were the kind of... Because I've been steps. so bummed out. <laughs> okay. Like that's, I need an all encompassing antidote to the negative space to which I default. So that might be. Mm. That's good. Well, and, and if that con, that word for the year, the concept for the year, and, and we don't say, you don't have to lock yourself into a single word and to you, relentless optimism. Fantastic. For me, I have, I have, Two, two words, too. It's more of a concept. It's not just kind of a word. Um, I, I love that. And I guess if someone is saying, okay, if, I'm, if, if I have ideas percolating in my mind, how do I, you know, if, if I know the right zip code but don't have an address, how do I zero in on that, that concept? What, what recommendation, suggestion would you give them? prayer and fellowship and bouncing it off other people. I think iron sharpening iron is something that comes up often. I've had a couple conversations already in this, you know, short week and a half into the year where I was blessed enough to hear from another, you know, let's call him an early, uh, early on his path with uh, our boy JC he says, oh, I love these conversations because I can just be honest. I can yeah. just be myself in this and I can really calibrate. I feel similarly with our conversations and I hope everybody has those 
relationships where it's like, oh, I could really explore this. It's finding out what our theme is, what our word is. Our biggest blind spots are definitely ourselves. And so having other people help us, you mentioned finding your word. It comes through the thoughtful discussion with your family. That wasn't necessarily a solo exercise. There were probably solo moments where you reflected, you prayed, but ultimately it's a group exercise with the people with whom you are linked to your family, your closest friends. I think that's the way we figure it out because we can test our ideas against other people. Yeah, I like that. And you've said to me so many times, how can we make that question better? What if finding our word of the year is how can we make our word of the year even better? Or is that the perfect word? I think that's pretty darn close. Is there any way we could take that a little bit into a more specific place? Yeah. And sit with it. That's okay to say, you know, I know someone who started with one word for the year on January 1st and, uh, you know, by the seventh, they were like, it it, it moved a little bit. You know, I moved a couple of houses down. (laughs) It's still similar, but as I was sitting with this other word, it's like, this doesn't quite do it. I think this one does it better. This one is more accurate in terms of, um, and I, one of the things in my journey, as I'm listening and praying, and I love, I love the space of trying to discover a word for the year. For some reason, it's like we have spidey senses that are up looking for God to speak to us. You know, I'm driving up the road up to my house, and I look at a street sign that I may have seen a hundred times, a thousand times. How do you know whether it's your word or God's word? Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Yes. Because that's part of what I was thinking even with this. I looked up at a street sign. I've never noticed this street sign before, but the word on the street sign was hope. And I'm like, oh, is that my word for the year? And so the way I, part of my process of finding the word for the year is to write down all of the possible words and try to then look at them and say, is there a theme? Is there a movement in all of these things that I have been aware of? And I love your question. What if, what if it's your word for the year, right? It's not necessarily God's word, because I think that's brilliant. To me, part of vetting the word or concept for the year is truly saying, is this, now is this from me for me, or is this from God for me and for others? Right. Because to me, our word for the year is going to have this beautiful mutual benefit for us and for the people around us. It's going to provide us not only traction to move towards health and towards God, but it's going to help us bless other people. Hope, joy, love, authenticity, connection, belonging. These are all words that are coming up for me as possibilities, but I'd probably have to sit with each word and figure out which one was the most appropriate, the most necessary. And then to fill in um, that space of, is this for me or is this for other people? Is this from me for me, or is this from God for me and others? That's a great question. And, share that word with other trusted people because I have a, 
a memo in my phone, word for the year, and all the people that I have that are close to me that have shared that with me, I have their word, and I pray for that for them, and hmm. I ask them about it regularly and say, how is that? Because that's what the Holy Spirit has brought into their heart and mind for them to be aware of, think through, and I am going to grow and be blessed by what your relentless optimism is going to inspire me and other people, and I'm going to want to hear updates on what are you learning? I just, I have more words just rattling around in my head. Faith, loyalty, friendship, honor, duty, responsibility. These things, there's so many potential words, and that doesn't mean that they're unimportant. Yes. Narrowing something down to that single word or that concept, that theme, that phrase, that's not necessarily an easy process, and that doesn't negate the validity of all the other words that you might come up with, because they might be related. Let's figure out, okay, let's do like a little thought web. Okay, maybe these other words are related to my central theme. Once I find my central theme, I can figure out how these other words are important and how they contribute to that relentless optimism and trust relentless optimism and faith closely related yeah closely much. related yes do i need to swap out my main word of relentless optimism simply for faith and then go from there have that be my starting point i don't think there's a negative outcome that can come from this exercise if we're doing it from our heart and we honestly and earnestly ask and want to know. Yeah. And can I just, I love what you're sharing and I just want to throw out a little um, caution. Yeah. Warning. I don't even know how to frame this, but last year, halfway through, the year um, God kind of whispered to me an, another additional kind of concept that he wanted me to think about and kind of adopt. And it was not as clear, not as exciting, not as compelling. Okay. <laughs> and I I don't want to say I failed, but I failed. Okay. <laughs> I didn't pick it up. I, I left it on the table. And that sits weird with me even now. <laughs> because if God kind of clearly gives you something um, and you leave it on the table, there's something weird that kind of happens inside. And so just... A precautionary tale? I don't even know what to say <laughs> about that. Pray about it. If God gives you that word or concept, embrace it and be careful if you ignore it, maybe. Okay. So that if we're if we are engaging in this exercise, do not ask this question unless you are willing 
to listen and follow through. Yeah. Even if you don't understand it, because God could give you a concept that you're like, I don't know. Why would you give me this? I don't know. What does that mean? What does that look like? That's part of the journey. Yeah. I'm just thinking of all the whispers that I've heard, all the potential things that. Yes. There's plenty of direction that I could be pulled in on this. And maybe those are mini missions. Yeah. Slow down, narrow your focus. Yeah. Listen. Yes. All good. Shut up. These are all, (laughs) these are all (laughs) things that, that I, that I hear, but ultimately I do gravitate back towards relentless optimism because I sometimes get into such a terminal space of it's all cloudy skies from here on out. Yeah. That's when, again, I'm excited to know what God's going to teach you through that. What kind of muscles are built around that and what you're going to learn because what he's going to be teaching you is something that you need to be sharing with the world. Well, relentless optimism isn't rational. Mm. It's not at all. It's not logical. It's not straightforward. It's staring garbage in the face and saying, I can do something with this. Yeah. Well, and it's God so, wants to do something with yes, this. Yes. And it so reminds me of Genesis 50 20, when Joseph looked at his brothers that had thrown him in a pit, sold him into slavery, sent him into a, most of his life full of just trials and garbage. And he says, at the end of that, what you intended for evil, God intended for good, for the saving of many lives. How powerful is that? That all of a sudden we are looking very differently at our life circumstances, why we're here. Instead of shaking our fist at God saying, why am I here? We're open-handedly saying, God, what do you want me to do when I'm here? Yeah, what an interesting progression of perception. So there you go. There's a couple little things to help you find your word for the year. And um, hey, do we have an email that people can email us their word for the year if they actually get this? We can pray about that. Info at surfacetensionpodcast.com. Info at surfacetensionpodcast.com. All right. Yeah, I'll put that in my phone. You email that for us and we'll be praying for that. And uh I'll put the email in the episode description. So yes. if you want to just click the hyperlink, oh, it, really? it'll be very wow. straightforward. You're, you got skills. You got skills. Pretty, pretty easy. Thank, thank you for joining us for a little bonus coverage over time, extra time. And uh, we hope you have a great day.